It's worse than the real world. Everybody is already not being polite and starting to be real. <laughs> and this isn't going to last like eight weeks, right? No, right. Welcome to the Not How I Remember It podcast, the podcast where we reread books from our childhoods and discuss. Uh, I'm Mandy, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Jenny. Hi. Um, This week, we are doing a special um, in-memoriam episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Beverly Cleary uh, passed away at the uh, ripe old age of 104. Incredibly. Crazy. So crazy. Um, And so we thought we would read a Beverly Cleary book and discuss it. Um, There was much discussion amongst (laughs) our families about what book to pick. The mouse and the motorcycle did not win. No, it did not. Much to your husband's, (laughs) like, extreme disappointment. Yeah, it just, I, I did not ever read that book. I did not like mice. I had no interest in motorcycles. And and to me, I can't, I don't, I know I read it, but I don't ever distinguish it from Stuart Little. So it didn't stand out. I'm like, right? There were little people, like little rodents uh, that were in people's lives. Uh, that's... Hey, what, weren't there other books, The Littles? The Littles. Were they? They were people? actual people. Yeah. Okay. Were, <laughs> the Littles were actual people. Um, I think there was a TV series. I remember well, watching I, the, the little TV remember. series. Yeah, I don't know why they were so little. Yeah, I don't Was there a mouse in those books? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, okay. uh, maybe vaccines? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. So Ralph S. Mouse did not yes. win. Uh, there was also... But, but he gets an honorary mention. Yes, he does. My husband um, argued for Dear Mr. Henshaw. Uh, that yes. was um, his fave. Um, my own son loved the Henry Huggins series, Henry and Ribsy. And mm-hmm. um, and I know that, that that Henry Huggins series was her first series. Yes. But you and I both felt strongly that it needed to be a Ramona book. Yeah, definitely Ramona. So we are reading Beezus and Ramona, which was the first of the Ramona series. Although um, Beezus was in some of the other Henry Huggins books. And yeah. Maybe even Ramona made an appearance in those as yeah, well. Maybe so. But this was their first um, series that they that they titled, headlined. Um, and mm-hmm. so this is this is one we went with, Abizus and Ramona. Yeah, first one in the series. So we thought we would just start, you know, at the beginning. It kind of introduces the characters. and Right. There are 99 print editions of um, Abizus and Ramona. Um, and it's been printed in six languages, which seemed like a, not as many as I anticipated <laughs> it being printed in. That's, that's not very many. Uh, no. There was the 2010 movie with Joey King and Selena Gomez. Yes, I did not watch that movie. Oh, it was cute. It was cute. Was it cute? And, yeah. And then there was also apparently a Canadian TV series about Beezus and Ramona. Hmm. Jenny, do you want to give us a little summary of... Yeah. Um, my book, as I always say, is um, it's a new edition book. I just got it off Amazon. Same. Although I did read that there was only four illustrators in the entire history of these oh, books. Cool. So the first illustrator, you know, it was bu- built. <laughs> it was written in the uh, 
55, so they wore dresses and stuff, and then their clothes kind of changed. And, I, of course, I <laughs> didn't write down any of the illustrators' names, but kudos to all four. Right. <laughs> all right, yeah, they, so don't the, get, they don't get big billing, for sure. No, no, um, they don't. So Not on the older books that I have, um, or I did also, like you, buy uh, a brand new edition of this. And there's, there's no billing for the illustrators, so maybe they're so. like... Here. Oh, here on the oh. illustrated. This one is by Jacqueline Rogers. So, yeah, Jacqueline, like nice job. I like I liked her drawing. So, all right, what's Ramona up to? Big sister Beezus Quimby tries to be patient with her little sister Ramona, but it isn't easy. Not when Ramona powders her nose with marshmallows and invites her nursery school classmates to Beezus's birthday party without telling her family. Sometimes Beezus doesn't like Ramona, but the girls are sisters, and that means they will always love each other, just not every single minute. And uh, I <laughs> was sort of fascinated by Ramona powdering her nose with a marshmallow, <laughs> and I think we should do that. <laughs> Try it. Give it a whirl. We should try it. Yeah. Because yeah. that seemed really fun. I didn't remember that at all. No, I didn't remember that either. I mean, that's kind of ingenious. Like, yeah. As much as Ramona did some kind of annoying things, that one was a good one. I was like, because then you can just eat the puff. And right. And it totally feels like something I would have tried as a kid after reading it. Like, ooh, right. that sounds fun. Edible makeup. Yeah, Yay. but I guess, I guess we never had marshmallows in our house, so. Yeah. Like, you could use um, powdered sugar donut. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> you I could. Think it could. You could. could be that sounds really... like something Ramona would do, because it would create quite a mess. It would. Um, but, yeah, so that's what's on the back of the book, and, and uh, the it was a lot about Beezus, who seemed kind of mature for her age, you know, possibly she did get put in the role a lot of caregiver, which I don't think it was as much of like, you have to watch your sister, as it just was sort of a telling tale of the time. Like, watch your sister, and I'm going to go, I don't know, do whatever. And, and then a lot of times they would just be off different places and kind of what you did in the 50s, 60s, 70s. You would just go off and be, and it was yeah. fine. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, the, the book really holds up, right, mm -hmm. in terms of that sibling interaction um, and that, you know, sort of really annoyingness of a younger sibling and mm -hmm. the silliness. But that's, that's the one thing to me that sort of stands out of, yeah, this was written in the 50s. The fact that they just go places on their own, you know? Right. I mean, I certainly did um, when I was a kid, but I wouldn't send my kids out onto the same road that my brother and I used to ride our bikes on to right. go get Dairy Queen, <laughs> you know? And right. so I'm like, ooh, I would never send my kids out on that road to get Dairy Queen, especially the ages we went, right? And there was just a little bit more, there was not as much dateline. I think we didn't know as many right, right. Like, abduction and I stories. And I always tell people, because they're like, oh, the world is horrible. I'm like, no, it's always been, well, I don't, it's always been a really bad place, everyone, beware. No, but it's always been a place of some danger, but sure. we didn't hear about it 24 hours a day. Right, absolutely. You know? Yeah, right. And when I was four, um, me and my friend uh, Sandra, we would walk to kindergarten just down one road, just off we, I was four years old. Just, <laughs> right. Okay, have fun. Yeah. yeah. But I, I liked that about this book. It just let them be. It kind of took you to a little bit of a 
a different time and yeah, absolutely. That sort of innocence of just walking. I will t- I will tell you this funny story when you said that about going to kindergarten. My brother and I used to walk to school um, and we had to pass this house that had, and I don't remember if it was a panther or a cougar. I don't know. My brother and I had a big discussion about it after watching Tiger King last year. And kids would like lose their shoes and their backpacks because they'd go up to the fence. It was like in fenced in in their driveway. Oh, wait, a real one? <laughs> Yeah, what? not like a lady, not like an older lady preying on young boys. It was, it was an actual, like, um, you know, large feline, and kids would lose their shoes. They'd, it like, was try and... ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, in the 80s, you know, you could just cage up a, I don't know, I really don't remember if it was a cougar or a panther or what. Uh, and I did discuss with my brother and we couldn't decide on what it was. But yeah, it would be like, oh, Billy lost his backpack today to the <laughs> cougar. And yet we still walked past <laughs> this animal every day. Whereas if it was my own children in, you know, 2020, I might be like, maybe we're going to reroute. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go across the street boys yeah (laughs) we are not each day going to stick our foot in and lose our shoe but i mean that no you need to you need to um to talk to your mom and and get a little backstory on what the heck that was my mom was a teacher at the school so my brother and i often walked because she was there like earlier and later and we didn't want to you know hang out in her classroom and so um so yeah i I gotta i'm gonna talk to some other people um Mm -hmm. because i didn't i went to elementary school um with these folks but i didn't go to middle school or high school so i have to track down some people and get the what what actual animal was it and was there ever a lawsuit (laughs) but it just reminded me you know like that when i was a kid yeah we just you walked to school and it was a you know a relatively far way and we have kids literally parents drive them the block and a half to sit in their car for the bus stop (laughs) Right? They don't even walk from their own house a block and a half away from the bus stop. Right. Not, and not by a big cat. So, yeah. Right. right. <laughs> there, there's no Tiger King concerns no, in, our, in this subdivision. The uh, Homeowners Association would <laughs> frown upon it. They would. But uh, it did. So that, that sort of innocence of, you know, letting kids be a little bit more independent than we, when we let them be now um, yeah. was kind of um, nostalgic to read, you know. So I did enjoy that. You know, I really like Beverly Cleary. I, I've always enjoyed her books. And granted, I didn't have a sibling, so I, I couldn't, you know, relate on that level. But there's just something so sweet about her. And her pictures, when I look at her online, I just want to go sit with her and have tea and sandwiches or something. Right. But, um, you know, she was a wonderful author. But looking her up these past couple days, everything is like author passes away. So it was hard to kind of dig through to find some of the other information yeah. about her. And every blogger in the world wanted to write a little piece about her. And again, digging through some of that crap was like, okay, great. You <laughs> related to this character and this yeah. is why you're woke. You know, I'm like, oh, I just want to <laughs> know some history of her. <laughs> right. Well, I did. I love this story. I did find an article. Um, I don't know if it was on NPR 
uh, or someplace mm-hmm. else. It, oh, actually, it might have actually been on her own webpage. Because um, I did find she had her own webpage that had some information on her that was really um, beautiful about how when she was in third grade, she was in the low reading group. Mm-hmm. And she never forget how that felt to be in that low reading group. Yeah. And so she wanted to create books um, that children enjoyed reading and then caused them to be lifelong readers. And I was like, oh, well done, Beverly Clear, you did it. You know, like <laughs> you did it. Right. Rose how many back- cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like how many people have an idea of something when they're a kid and then they actually sort of follow through with it? And I just thought it was lovely. She was a librarian before she was an author, which, know. you know, is like special to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, you know, she got kids and the the ability to sort of still write, I mean, it was such authentic um, feelings of the siblings or like how how Ramona was act, you know, driving around the living room, knocking things over, you know, um, yeah, you know on her she, tricycle. Really an incorrigible little four-year-old. Right, yeah. right. She had a <laughs> lot of moxie, that one. Yeah. And um, to be able to sort of think of childhood um, and and be able to write it and not be skewed by your own, you know, adult mind. Because I know one of the things reading these now, I see them so differently than when I read mm-hmm. them as a child. So I'm even more enamored by these authors who are able to sort of capture that real feeling of childhood, um, which she just did so well and, and, and timelessly as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. There was nothing in here that I was like, yeah, that's what... You know, it was like being a kid then. I mean, aside from the walking places, but it's still, you know, kind of the same as being a kid today. And and the way they related to the adults, like the the art teacher, I really thought that was a lovely chapter where, you know, Beezus was just trying to be so on the straight and narrow, like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how I'm supposed to do it. This is what's expected of me. And then, you know, the art teacher you know, just told her to relax and have fun. And then she drew the, I don't even remember. Pegasus? What it, it, was it like a Pegasus? Yeah, it's like yeah. A, with lollipops and, you know, her imagination just flowed through. And even as an adult, I thought we should all still be using our imagination. You know, it doesn't put an end to it just because, you know, you pass 40 or whatever. It just, it kind of makes us old when we don't, continue imagining things and just being creative. And I think that's, uh, my daughter said to me the other day, um, I think she was telling someone that we did a, a podcast and, you know, she said, you know, you usually don't say, well, like, what is your parent do or what is their hobby because usually a parent doesn't have as much of a hobby. I mean, some do, but it doesn't come up in conversation. And so, um, you know, reading about Beezus and Ramona kind of reminded me to ratchet up that imagination yeah. in my everyday life and pay attention to things that I just kind of gloss over that I don't even see as I'm walking about. You know, I just zone into adult zone instead of what's in front of my face. Right? Yeah, that was a great, that whole painting scene was a great um, scenario. So, you know, she was really struggling. She was feeling really 
she was happy to go to art class, right? Because it was the one time she got to get away from um, bees or from Beezus got to get away from Ramona. Right, she just left her outside in the sand pile. And I love that Ramona brought her imaginary lizard with her on a string, yeah, to play in the sandbox, right? So she was just struggling and feeling left out because her artwork was always sort of like pushed to the side right? Mm-hmm. Everyone else's artwork was highlighted. Um, hers was always sort of pushed to the side and she felt less than in terms of art. Um, and so then her sister shows up and starts painting like this, you know, crazy stuff. And the art teacher is like, yes, that's it. That's wonderful. And it does sort of like free Ramona. No, did it again. Free Beezus. Another one. Yeah. To um, to use her imagination. And it was sort of this great like aha moment in terms of, yeah, sometimes we do overthink things, right? Especially mm-hmm. as adults. I know myself, I spend countless hours awake at night overthinking things, mm-hmm. conversations and, oh, I should have done that this way or things like that, right? And it just was this great sort of life analogy of just sometimes just let go and just, you know, let it sort of those things, you know, uh, thoughts and ideas just sort of flow and and be. And so it was it was a it was a great reminder to sort of just enjoy life a little bit and not try and make it so perfect. I love that. Right. So yeah, I really I like your cup, by the way. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I I liked that. And the chapters were interesting because they were almost like standalone little, little books. Like yeah. they, they could have been, you know, printed in the newspaper, like today's story brought to you by apples and <laughs> apples. And yeah, they were just, they were really long. I mean, not in a bad way long, but like a little story long. So you could, you know, feel like you made some, some pro like I read chapter one. Yeah. It was exciting. They were fun little, like, almost like their own little short stories. Mm -hmm. And they interrelated, but they weren't, you know, it wasn't, like, chronological. Mm -mm. Uh, It wasn't, you know, um, all interconnected, like, and this happened, and then the father came. You know, it was just these sweet little stories. Um, I love the one where... Beezus is tired of reading the same book to Ramona. How many parents could relate to that? Of like, oh, I have read that book so many times. I can't read it anymore. I I hid it behind this (laughs) and then she found it still. (laughs) Right. And then even the part where she's reading it and um, Ramona's like, "Mm, you skipped a word. (laughs) I remember trying to do that sometimes, like holding two pages together and be like, okay, we're going to just skip over. And my kids were like, oh, no, Uh, you missed that part. Yeah, uh, and so I loved that part, um, reading it as an adult, because I could so relate to that experience of being like, if I have to read this book one more time. And so they went to the library, and you know me, I love a library. Mm-hmm. I know you do as well. They went to the library to get the new book, yeah. and you know, uh, Ramona's trying to get her own library card, <laughs> just just writing scribbles yes. for her name. Um, but I remember that feeling as a kid of like getting my own library card. Like, you know, to be able to take my books up with my library card and not have to have my mom check them out for me. Um, And I was like, oh, yes, that was such a good feeling. But it's not one, you know, that I've thought of in a long time. And so I love that she sort of captured that feeling of that excitement of like, wow, they just let you take these books home and read them and bring them back. You don't have to pay for them, you know. No, I know. Unless you write in them. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. And I did love that part too. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. 
Because Ramona writes in it, right? She doesn't want to take the book back. Yeah. So she writes her name or however she can try and write her name on every page. And they pay for the book. And then they tell Ramona she can keep it. And her eyes get like huge, like, wait, this is how I get free books? <laughs> All so, right. Let's sharpen the pencils. And the, the quick thinking librarian then said, oh, it was checked out on your sister's card. So it's your sister's book. Right. So, um, so that she wouldn't, you know, do that to future library books. But yeah, I, uh, I, I've, I've had that in my own library, especially with kindergartners who don't, might, might not get the concept. Oh, and, right. you know, a book comes yeah. back with their name on it. And it's like, well, not this one, you know, <laughs> not quite. Nope, not yours. So, but yeah, you know, this book was fantastic. And I, again, should have done a little more homework, but, um, you know, it's a very special episode. But I, I know that I read, obviously, be- <laughs> I'm just going to say Bezesus, Bezesus and Ramona. I loved Ramona the Pest. That. I think was my favorite when she pulls the girl's curl. Oh yeah. Like um, the girl in front of her. Um, And I remember Ramona the brave and, but I wonder if some of like, I don't remember Ramona's world. Yeah. I don't know if I read that one. I know I read Ramona at Quimby age eight. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember Ramona and her father. Isn't that the one where her father loses his job? And so the mom has to go to work. Yes. And and people liked that because the, like the, little boy in the the real little boy in the library was like why don't you write like people like us and so you know especially in the 50s 60s you know a mother going to work because the father lost his job that was a little bit uh crazy yeah you know there would be some, I mean, certainly some talk in town yeah right in in the on click a clat street or what tick attack street whatever click attack click attack yeah. which is actually a real street in uh oregon yeah. I wonder how many visitors they've had in the past week. Uh, probably a lot. Yeah. Somebody uh, that I read on there was saying they wonder if uh, people get annoyed with <laughs> passerbyers coming and taking pictures of the street sign. But there was no particular house on the street no. that they could identify with. So it's just yeah, the street sign. I love that we got a visit from Henry and Ribsy in this book, yes. you know, that they came over to visit. Uh, I, I adored that um, that story with the apples. That was my favorite because I always bite into an apple. I'm like, this is the best ever. And then a couple bites later, I'm like, oh, it's just not as good as I thought it was a few minutes ago. And so it's it's true, right? <laughs> the first bite of the apple is the best bite of the apple. Right. So she took a, just one bite of the entire bag of apples, um, which reminded my head once um, I was so like, oh, my son got himself up and um, got himself his own breakfast. And oh, and then he put away what he didn't finish. And then I looked in there and he had eaten one bite off of each strawberry. <laughs> Like, just had bitten into each strawberry and then put them back in the refrigerator like anyone wanted the gross remaining. Well, because the the tip of the strawberry is also the best part. And I loved how they um, then, you know, decided to turn it into applesauce. Right. uh, To serve when she invited all those kids over for the the party. And, well, the night that that had happened, then her mom was just, you know, like enough energy to be like, I'm going to whip up some applesauce. Tons of applesauce. Right. And and then for dessert, they had applesauce, which as a child and an adult would have kind of been like, 
what's for dessert? Applesauce. (laughs) And then they had Fig Newtons, too. And I was like, gosh, what a bummer dessert. (laughs) Like, were they being punished? Fig Newtons and applesauce? Like, that was the... Sorry. I mean, I love everything Beverly Cleary, but I don't love the dessert in the book. I know. I did did find that interesting as well, because I thought, (laughs) if I serve... First of all, I don't know if I've ever had a Fig Newton. I know I've had, like... The f- strawberry Newtons yeah. or raspberry Newtons. I don't know if right. I've ever had a fig. Oh, one. no, because they're horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nobody. Like, it seems like an April Fool's joke. It, it is. Like, here's some fig, and we're going to put it in this cake. And then I, I've tried it. I wanted to like it because it looked delicious. It was, well, maybe it didn't look delicious, but it had a cakey part, and I yeah. wanted, oh, great. And ugh, no. Yeah. But yeah, Fig Newtons and applesauce isn't, I don't think anyone's requesting that for their birthday treat. No. <laughs> right. I would have been like, no. Like, um. I went to a birthday party at the Quimby, and do you know what they served us? <laughs> applesauce and fig newtons <laughs> but not the kids seem to well until they said she said it was chewed up didn't she say it was chewed up bugs or something so then yeah. none of the kids ate the fig newtons and i was like newtons. well they, you know mm-hmm. uh, but they did enjoy the applesauce so that was fun i also loved when they decided to just ignore ramona yeah because they're like she just wants this negative attention just ignore her i thought oh my goodness i used that so many times with my own mm-hmm. <laughs> with my own children <laughs> i remember this story of my oldest i got a call from school once because he was eating snow on the playground and i was like and i mean like i'm but trying to be i'm like trying to be supportive and be- but i'm like and but, they're like and? but he can't be eating snow i'm like no one has died of eating snow ever he's gonna be fine it and snows like, every he can't, year you have to have a conversation with him and tell him he can't be eating the snow and i was like or or we could just ignore it we could just <laughs> plan to say you know what we're not gonna make a big deal out of it because guess what he's going to do again tomorrow if the snow right. is there so i love that i was like yes i love that uh mrs quimby was using some uh the parenting technique that i that i also employed it made me feel like oh good pat yourself on the back yeah, yes. no, that was good. And I'm frankly in favor of eating snow because I think it's one of the less harmless things you can do as a child. Um, what is not harmless is sticking your doll in the oven. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. And not getting really in trouble for it. And the thing not, why Why didn't it melt all I the don't... way? Like, I, <laughs> I was a little like, what? I don't understand this part. But yeah. That one seemed a little a little dangerous. Yeah, and I do, I do sometimes feel like um, Ramona needed maybe a little bit more discipline. Yeah. Um, versus, oh, oh, Ramona. Wow. She almost burnt the entire house down. <laughs> oh, isn't she cute? Her and her cute little bob, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you're right. I do think that, um, right, I don't know, maybe, you know, the timeout hadn't been enforced yet people just ignored their kids (laughs) there was a lot of that right Mm -hmm. in in the 50s for sure uh 60s 70s um (laughs) you know that um we're just like oh well if no one no one needs to go to the emergency room it's all good (laughs) we're all fine yeah I guess the whole point of the book, you know, was Beezus's trouble with being terrified that she did not like her sister some of the time. So I don't love her all the time. And uh, that's a really scary emotion for a kid to have. And for, you know, her aunt 
to say, well, I never liked your mom all the time. And that's just normal. You know, like I used to tell my kids sometimes like, um, well, I would, I was, I say, I love you all the time. I don't really like what you did right now. And I'm not really feeling all the love right now, but I always love you, but you know, but I don't don't send me mean emails, but that's just what (laughs) I would tell them. And if you send them to her, send them to me too, because I have said the same thing (laughs) to my own children, right? Because it is true, right? When you live in a house with other people, it's worse than the real world, right? (laughs) Everybody is already not being polite and starting to be real. (laughs) And this isn't going to last like eight weeks, right? No, right. So it, it is okay to sort of understand that yeah, you're not always going to get along all the time. You know, even, you know, even your parents might, you know, Mm-mm. have squabbles and squabbles. Well, I really threw it back to the 50s, didn't I? <laughs> uh, you yeah, must go sit on squabble. the Davenport when you have your squabbles. <laughs> you sleep on the plastic covered uh, Davenport <laughs> and I will uh, sleep in the uh, single bed upstairs <laughs> next to the other single bed. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you're right. It's, it was, cause that was sort of a running theme throughout, throughout the book of her sort of this tension of not liking her sister, but how much her mom and her mom's sister got along. And she was thinking, oh, but I'm supposed to love her. I'm supposed to like mm-hmm. adore her. And, and I don't. And, and so for her aunt to go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. When we were kids, we didn't have the same relationship. Right. Um, yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was wonderful sort of, um, to sort of address that because it is true. I mean, I mean, I can't count the number of times that my brother and I fought. Um, yeah. And yet, you know, I, I adore him as an adult. Well, most of him. No, I'm just <laughs> I adore him. him. 98%. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably, he's probably about 62% on me. <laughs> Cause I'm the younger one. So I'm a little right. bit more feisty. But yeah, I, I I loved reading this again. Again, I mean, I, I tell you what, the books from the 80s are really in the sweet spot of this. What was this one? Was uh, another, um, how many pages here? Let me get to it. Uh, 182 pages. Yeah. Uh, and so it was an easy, quick read. It's a lovely one to read with your kids. I think all of her, um, the, the Henry Huggins, the mm-hmm. Ramona books, um, Probably, yes, to your husband, the um, Ralph S. Mouse, maybe, uh, yes. Mouse and the Motorcycle. Yes. If I had smaller kids, would for sure read them. We had a lot of these on our bookshelf um, yeah. because we had read them to my kids. And so I just, they really do, they hold up, which is lovely to see. My daughter um, still has a uh, concussion from getting hit in the head with a ball and uh is having trouble um, focusing on things more than more than normal, and so I read her the last chapter, even though she's you know technically too old <laughs> for the Ramona and Beezus books. But uh, yeah, so I read her the last the last chapter of this book yesterday. There's something to do, and you know it's still yeah. Still, it's still cute, and even for her, and I think sometimes, like, you think, like, oh, I can't read that because I'm too old, or it's out of my age range, and, um, you know, she, like, she's not going to walk around with, like, a Beezus and Ramona book, but sometimes I think it's just a nice break to maybe go back and read some of these books, even if you still are a child. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. I, for sure, and especially our kids who are in high school, right, and mm-hmm. are reading 
um, much heavier material. I know for us, we, we have got uh, a book club book um, for our book club right now uh, that seems there's some really intense stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to take a break and sort of like move into the world of, you know, yeah. um, six-year-olds, elementary school students, uh, preschool students, and just sort of like, oh, isn't oh, that sweet yeah. and lovely um, and, and not be overwhelmed with, like you say, the horribleness of the world. <laughs> Um, so I really um, am so thankful for Beverly Cleary for creating these characters, mm-hmm. um, for creating these books that have stood the test of time. It's it's it just doesn't stop amazing me as we reread these, like the skill of these authors to sort of encapsulate that feeling. And wait, um, oh. pause. Uh-oh. Oh wait, no, you're sorry. You're Is having someone, such a no, good that's thought. okay. No, that's just right. Someone's someone... at my door. What's up? Pio? Yeah. Okay. So, well, my son is going to go off on his own now into the world and ride his bike. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I thought maybe I thought maybe it was your husband going to be like, it's not too late, dude. <laughs> Mouse versus motorcycle. Mouse versus motorcycle. <laughs> I will. I'll put an Instagram uh, poll up and have people vote whether mm-hmm. they would have preferred Henry Huggins, uh, Beezus, and Ramona, or Ramona mm-hmm. Quimby, uh, Mr. Henshaw Shaw. or Ralph S. Mouse. And we'll see. We'll see. Because he argues yeah. that he thinks that Mouse versus Motorcycle would be the top pick. So Yeah, but I don't know. Let's 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 see. And and he tell him he can only vote once. Yeah. Let's <laughs> we'll do it on Tuesday when uh election day is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just it really um was lovely. It was fun to read again. I appreciate um, her writing and, uh, I'm just thrilled to, um, have read this book again and what a celebration of her life at 104 to still have these books, you know, available and still in circulation as, as they should be. Right. And I really am going to, uh, read her biography because a girl from Yama Hill or whatever it's called, because I think she's just so interesting and, um, she was really, with it for an 104 year old i mean she was interviewed like on her 100th birthday i think and she's just like la 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 la. like i can't even get my thoughts out on this podcast (laughs) and here she is giving like a lovely interview at 100 i know know? i i I remember when she turned 100 and i saw some interview with her and i thought she's still alive and she's 100 and she's with it and like still like you know really sort of like contributing to the world because like I don't, I'm, I'm I don't know that I will be no <laughs> I'm barely contributing no, to I it know. At this I'm, point not, some I'm days. not really doing much right now but <laughs> um so yeah so kudos to Beverly Cleary um I think her goal of creating books that people would enjoy and become lifelong readers um was successful and uh, I'm so happy with her and I'm really going to make a push um, for to for some kids in my own library to, to be reading some of these books. Yes. And um, I was at the bookstore a couple uh, days ago and I did see that there was Ramona and Beezus and Beverly Cleary books in the Barnes and Noble by my nice. house. So I, it's nice to see that you can pick them off the shelves instead of uh, having to necessarily order them online which i did before i went to the bookstore 
So yeah, ordering them online is so convenient, right? Especially, it is, yeah. especially now. Um, but yeah, I love to support a local bookstore as well. Yeah, so and it's I, nice that you I'll, can get them there. I should make the trip over to like an Anderson's bookstore or something, or like a smaller bookstore. I mean, I like Barnes and Noble. The they moved uh, from where they were in near Woodfield, and they moved to this other location, and it's. It's so unbookstore like in the new bookstore. Like it's oh, very yeah. it's kind of sterile. It's yeah. not It's that yeah, it's like across the street, right? Now we I think we went one time and I thought, "Oh, this doesn't feel like a Barnes and Noble." No, it's just sort of like a self-serve uh get your books yeah. and come in line and go. Yeah. It's almost like like an airport bookstore. Yeah, but still itself. shop there cuz it's a bookstore, but Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe we take a field trip to uh, to, Ooh, to yes. Anderson's. That'll um, be good. So this summer, well, maybe we take our kids uh, down yes. to down to Anderson's bookshop and uh, so visit mm-hmm. your local uh, bookstore friends and support yep. them so that um, there isn't only one place to get books right <laughs> in the future. Yeah, um, we don't have to rely on Amazon to tell us mm-hmm. what we can read. All right, yes. everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this um, special memorial podcast um, for Beverly yep. Cleary. We appreciate you being here. This is our seventh podcast. Seven. Oh man, yeah. we are, we're going to hit 10 in no time. Anytime now. And that's when, <laughs> that's when it's going to, we're going to go big. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to happen once, you know. Still waiting for Rob Lowe to get back to us on the Outsiders. If right. To do a follow-up. But as soon as that happens, no. I'm sure. No, call Rob Lowe. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone, enjoy your uh, day, your week, whenever you're listening to this. Um, Thanks for listening. Um, If you have other suggestions of books we should read, um, let us know. Unless it's Mouse versus a Motorcycle, (laughs) we know it's on the list. We'll get to it. Um, But if you have other books you think we should read and discuss, uh, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Uh, You can find us at... um, not how i remember it podcast on twitter on instagram on facebook and uh at gmail.com not how i remember it at gmail.com yes and as i've seen in other podcasts and stuff they go smash that like button yeah i don't know what that means yes so like us and follow us like and subscribe yeah all of that all All the things that the kids say yeah yeah so. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. Bye. Oh, Ramona. <laughs> <laughs>